Inside my heart there is a hole It runs right down through my soul Just waiting Anticipating Tried to fill it with a diamond ring But no, no This caged bird couldn't sing Something shiny just won't do No, 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 Anymore Wouldn't it be funny If I filled the hole with money Maybe I Could buy myself Some time To try to decide What I I I Really want But I'm just a cog In a big machine That tells me What my life should mean Why can't they tell me how to feel complete? They tell me to buy things and lose some weight If I do what they say, then I'll feel great But the closer I get, the further it all falls away Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyesh. Today I am here with Grace and Jesse from Casati. Casati. That's how you say it. Um, I didn't even do my research with that. I was like, I wonder, I'll just guess and I'll, I'll ask you how you pronounce it. Nailed it. <laughs> so good. Uh, so, how long has Casati been a, uh, a thing officially? 
Well, we've been playing music together since 2013 as a trio. Um, but we officially changed our name to Kasadi in 2015, I believe. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think <laughs> 2015. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and and why, why decide to change your name? Uh, well, at, we were performing just under the Grace Harabi trio for a really long time, but we were doing jazz and some originals. Mm-hmm. And then as we started to do more and more originals and then eventually just originals, it felt... Uh, like that name was just too associated with us doing jazz. When people hired us for private events, we were the Grace Harabi Trio. And Mm -hmm. so we decided we should just change the name to something that represented what we're working on now and would let people know that it was something completely different. And what is that completely different thing? Like what is, what would you, how would you do, uh, what is your elevator pitch? How would you define your music? Whoa, uh, that's, that's tricky. Um, okay. I guess it's, uh, Coming from a jazz background, but an emphasis on the songwriting, the lyrics of the songs are put first, and then trying to be as creative and not locked down to a genre as we can with the music. It's definitely rooted in folk or acoustic music because of the instruments we play, uh, but a wide variety of influences mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And why did you decide to go this route? Uh, with with this sound, why, why why not do metal or why not do rock music? Why like a folky jazz sound? Well, I think uh, somewhat it just had to do with the music that we were coming up with without trying to really fit into a genre. We never made a decision, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to do jazz anymore and now we're going to do folk music or uh, pop music. We didn't really think about that at all. Mm-hmm. So I think... We never really made a conscious decision to go down one road. But as you well know from performing, you have to check a box. Yeah. And so uh, more than being able to check a new box, we just weren't as able to check the jazz box anymore because our music has the influence, but it doesn't fall into that um, genre 100%. Yeah. So a lot of people who are looking for... Um, something to swing and uh, specific styles for it to be jazz, they would never consider our music jazz. But that being said, a lot of people who um, are expecting for our music to be more folk see the jazz influences and always call us out on that. So mm-hmm. just like no winning. You're like, we're yeah, not, we're not <laughs> jazz. We're not, we're not folk. Um, so what is your what is your background uh, in, in terms of like learning your instruments in music? How did you get involved in music? Me personally? Both of you. Sure. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was 10 years old. Uh, My dad listened to tons. Both my parents listened to tons of music, but mostly classic rock, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got into jazz a little bit later on as I was just playing more guitar and wanting to see what else there was. Were you self-taught? No. I took lessons right from the get-go. Okay. Um, So learning to read music, uh, theory, and all that stuff, I started learning when I started learning guitar mm-hmm. um, and then went to university for music studying jazz here at the U of M. Here, here. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And for me, I started, well, I had a love for music from a very early age. So I started playing uh, piano when I was quite young, mm-hmm. but never really, I didn't do RCM or anything like that. Just taking lessons from people in their houses. Yeah. But um, I love learning things by ear and I had mm-hmm. a real knack for picking up melody really quickly 
And so I feel like I always wanted to go into music, but I didn't really think that was a realistic goal yeah. for a really long time. And then I remember being in high school and thinking, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to audition to get into a university for music because I think this is just what I want to do. Yeah. And so I got into the University of Manitoba, but for doing classical saxophone. Oh, so that's, and, yeah. So that's totally <laughs> different. And then uh, once I was in and I did a year of that and taking singing lessons, I just felt more of a pull in that direction. I think it's just, for me, I really connect with lyrics and mm -hmm. like that kind of writing. So yeah. I switched my major to singing. Did you re-audition? I did have yeah. to re-audition, yeah. And I had to redo some of my courses, but not very really? much. Just just like my major practical study, I had oh, to start all over okay. again. I was yeah. like, the theory is the same. <laughs> yeah, no, just a little bit. So I ended up doing my four-year degree in five years, but mm -hmm. not a big deal. Yeah. And then as far as the instruments I play with this band, um, the only instrument that I wrote with for a really long time was piano, but I didn't really have an interest in bringing one with Why me. Why didn't you just play on the saxophone? <laughs> yeah, I know. I could have done that, just to sing and then take a solo. Yeah. But um, so I only picked up the ukulele in about 2010 and really casually and didn't start playing that um, mm -hmm. seriously until probably 2014 or 15. Yeah, but you think about it, like, that's already like four four years and that's crazy yeah i was forgetting like oh my god it's already 2018 yeah <laughs> so did you guys meet in university no we no. uh we met because well quinton and i had already graduated from the university of okay. manitoba and i had a, a gig lined up and uh at the last minute my guitar player couldn't make it mm -hmm. gave me jesse's name and then We've been playing together ever since then. Oh, okay. So, like, last minute you just showed up on stage, or did you rehearse to It was that dramatic, yeah. It was really? Pretty, yeah. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he came and really got good. the music from me, and then uh, he had one day to, to learn some of it. And, yeah, but we just, I felt there was a real kind of chemistry. Mm -hmm. And then when we, um, I think it was probably like a month later, played our first gig as a trio with Quinton. Yeah. There was just something there. It felt relaxed. There was the trust. There was there, cake. There, there was, was cake. lots and lots oh, of cake. We were playing at like a wedding cake oh, tasting. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it just uh, after that, we started kind of looking more at some of my original music. And then the project really developed from there. Mm -hmm. So are you the sole, uh, I guess, songwriter in the group? Or? I was for a really long time. Uh, I'm not anymore. Uh, now... Jesse is writing and Quentin is writing and I'm writing things for Jesse to write and Quentin's or for Jesse to sing and Quentin's written things for me to sing and Jesse and I have collaborated on writing a couple of pieces so mm -hmm. I think as the project has just developed um, everybody feels more comfortable that we're all in it together and so you don't feel the need to have such kind of I don't know how to say it. You don't need all that control over <laughs> yeah. what you're no, producing. Yeah. It's okay to work on it together because sure. you play it together. And do you think that because you guys are collaborating in the writing and the singing that more influence are, are bleeding into it? It's not just kind of a jazzy focus. Maybe it does have classical rock or maybe what Quentin's played. Oh, for sure. I mean, a lot of our pieces that we're working on now are have, have just styles that I would never have imagined us putting into our music we're we have one piece we're working on now that has like 
a classical section in the middle. Uh, what style would you say? I don't know. It's in, like it's inspired. We all got really into uh, like Chris Thiele and Edgar Meyer, and those guys put out this record of Bach trios. And when we were on tour, we were listening to that record nonstop. So I think we just want wanted there, a, a box. There's trio? three people playing three acoustic instruments and slightly unconventional, the mandolin in a classical setting. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like that opened the door of why can't we do this? You yeah. Know? Besides that they're brilliant, phenomenal musicians, but we decided to, you know, take a shot at it. So those yeah, are some yeah. of the things that, yeah, yeah we're really looking towards. Okay. I think also with the thing we were talking about before of like not quite being able to check off the jazz box and not quite being able to check off the folk box, that though that may seem limiting in one way or another, it's also freeing in the sense that, well, then anything goes. We're cool to just really delve into one style or another or a completely different thing. So if we've written something that's more country, we'll try a full country arrangement on it and see where that takes us until we want to tweak that to make it our own or whatever the genre may be. Cool. That's exciting. Um, so the, the first song we listened to, The Void, which is the first song on your most recent album, uh, There Will Be Days. Um, who wrote that? So I wrote that one. Okay. Um, but as far as the arrangement for that one goes, like our process, uh, usually someone will bring in something that's only like 40 or 50% done. Okay. So for me, a lot of the time, that will just be the lyrics and the melody. And I don't want to bring the chords in because I do feel like Jesse and Quentin have just a little bit more um, of an adventurous side when it comes to trying things out. Yeah. And so I'll bring in something really rough. So with that one, I brought in uh, most of it finished and we ended up keeping most of the chords, but there's a section in the middle that stylistically I would never have imagined us putting in there that I love. Mm -hmm. And um, I do think uh, some of the pieces like that one, the writing just comes out. Like I wrote that whole thing in, I think, two days, just two sessions. And um, But it it can take months to finish the arrangement part. So Mm -hmm. I do think uh, when I think about writing the piece, I don't think about it as mine anyways even if i write the lyrics i think of the lyrics as mine but i don't think about the arrangement as my Mm -hmm. own okay um and so then what lyrically what is happening in this in this in this song well that piece um i feel i was just going through kind of a a part of my life where i started to feel like a lot of people around me were going on to different things and following their dreams and doing what they wanted. And there's this social pressure around that, that everybody around you starts to feel like, oh, am I supposed to want that? Am I supposed to be doing that? And for me, I think I realized a long time ago, no, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. But I see people struggle with that on an ongoing basis and it creeps in no matter how certain you are that you're doing the right thing. Something will happen. It'll catch you at the right moment. You'll start to think, I'm supposed to be doing that. Am I ever going to do that? And I think those moments are really natural. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to write something to just remind people that you can't let other people tell you what you're supposed to be doing because they don't have to live your life only you have to do that and you have to be happy with what you're doing and so i i wrote that as kind of an anthem for 
a lot of people that I had yeah. interacted with and seen struggling with the same issues. Is that like a, a, a consistent theme throughout your songs to have like kind of like a moral or for people to better themselves? Or is this just like a, a unique kind of... We have more than one piece on that album that has that message. We also have another song called Mother's Pearls that's very... Um, very much in the same vein, pushing for not letting other people, especially tell you what to do with your money, though, that one. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have um, really strong opinions about how you're supposed to manage your money and how you're supposed to manage your whole life around mm-hmm. your money. And yeah. um, I think being in an industry where money comes and goes and you don't know when you'll have it and when you won't have it, <laughs> it's easier <laughs> well, to yeah. just look at, <laughs> look at things like that and go, okay, well... I seem to be fine, so that can't just be true across the board. For sure. Um, so I, I think a lot of the the music that we uh, end up putting together and performing, we do feel have strong messages. We want people to feel like they're not alone in their struggles and that they're not feeling things that people around them aren't. Because I do think we live in a time now where people are constantly hiding behind Im- an image of everything being okay yeah and thanks to social media yeah and mm-hmm. that makes it really hard i think when you are having a hard time because a lot of people around you are having a hard time and you just have no idea mm-hmm. so i think a lot of the messages in our music are just trying to make people feel like they're part of like we're all the same we're all the same it's all <laughs> yeah. hard exactly. for everyone well, that's good um so the album uh there will be days uh what what made uh why did you guys decide to release a a 10 uh song album rather than like maybe like four or five or even a longer why 10 songs uh we had the 10 songs or we had more than the 10 songs uh we had been playing them for a range of some of those songs we had been playing for a year and a half before we had recorded them maybe longer than that some of them were that old a couple of them are newer on the like by the time we recorded them we're only two or three months but still Old enough that we were, we had been playing them a bunch. We, we were, we wanted people to hear them. We wanted them recorded, and there just didn't really seem to be any reason not to get them all out there. Mm-hmm. We were ready to share them. They were in a, you know, a finished or a, you know, polished form. I think that was that was it. I think it's important for us to note that we sometimes work on a piece for like six months to a year before it even gets performed yeah uh on and off like because sometimes you'll just feel like you're stuck with something so by the time we get something performance ready sometimes it can feel very old to us not old like we're done with it but old like oh we should be recording this even though we've only been performing it for a couple of months yeah we've been working on this for a long time so i do think all the pieces on there we felt that way about like we thought it was a cohesive group of songs they went together really well and is there like a story that goes through them no no it's just um i feel like they all have kind of similar messages and that they all felt ready at the same time mm-hmm. so it just kind of felt natural we did consider doing an ep or a smaller album but at the end of the day for us for the process of recording it didn't make sense not to record all of them Mm -hmm. we didn't know if we we came out with everything we went in to record but we didn't know that 
when we went in. <laughs> yeah, might as well prepare for with 10. And if you have to cut it down, at least you have options. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think the concept, like sound-wise, of the album is part of that, too. The album has very little in the way of overdubs or whatever. It's supposed to feel like seeing us in a live concert. And a live concert would be 40 minutes, a 10-song set, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what the album sounds like. It sounds like you're listening to the best quality version of Seeing Us Live. Okay. Um, we... In future albums, will you also go for that kind of live setting, or would you want to do more fun? Like We've started discussing that, because we've started writing material for a next album. And I think, generally, that's where we're coming from. We mm-hmm. want it to feel like it's three musicians in a room playing and singing. We yeah. love that aspect of our thing. That's something we're good at. That's something that is part of our sound. Uh, so that aspect, at least, would be part of it. Not to say that we wouldn't look for... Th- areas where we could experiment or do things differently than we did this time like i know personally i'd like to use a couple different guitars on the next album here it's literally me with the same guitar sitting and playing that Mm -hmm. same one guitar i'd like to try an acoustic guitar an electric guitar these other things i play that's a personal one but there are things within the band like on this one we have quentin playing one other instrument on one track maybe we would grace has started playing a second instrument the auto harp uh maybe we would have quentin playing his other instrument the hurdy-gurdy on we already have one piece that we've worked on and are talking about working it into others so it'll be hopefully more a varied and stronger version of the same concept as this album i think is i mean yeah we're still just talking about still in the beginning stages yeah Yeah. fair enough um so you guys said that it it takes you a while to get like the the instrumentation of the harmonies kind of right what what takes so long (laughs) or like what makes you want to keep working on it until you you feel that it's what makes it perfect? Yeah, I feel like we're three people with strong opinions. And we we do reach a point with pretty much every song where we all are satisfied. So we know what it feels like when we're all happy with it. And until something gels like that, it just doesn't feel right to be performing it. That being said, we do try to perform things when we're getting close to them being done because there's certain aspects of the song that are impossible to finish arranging until you do it in front of people. And you can kind of gauge like, oh, that part was a little bit long or we felt like we were losing the audience when we were doing this or, oh, if we want to do that, then we should have harmonies behind it or whatever. You you pick stuff like that up when you're in front of people that you just can't pick that up when you're by yourself rehearsing over and over. So, I mean... What setting would you do that? Like in like a, in a small house concert, or wh- which ones are you more likely to test new songs? Well, we like doing it in a quieter setting if yeah. we can, just so that we um, feel at ease. Because when we're doing something new, it can be really stressful. Yeah, and we like to try and have even our brand new ones completely memorized before we do perform them even if they're not completely done and so that can be a lot of chords to memorize a lot of lyrics to memorize and a lot of structure to memorize so doing it in a little bit of a more relaxed setting so not necessarily in a house concert but just somewhere where the audience is a listening audience and Mm -hmm. um we definitely have had new songs on our list even in the last little while and then got into a show and thought no this isn't the right place to to try it so yeah it's like letting a little baby bird you know out of the nest for the first time you just feel like no 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 can't can't let you out right now no (laughs) so yeah so your your harmonies are they are they complex like do you not follow like a one four five progression are you guys very into like transpositions or yes 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. They. They. I mean, it depends. You know, we. Uh, we have the ability to make things more complex when we mm-hmm. want to. Uh, we try to keep in mind whatever the song is dictating. Yeah. We get carried away all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, but we try to keep in mind what the song is dictating. So a song that calls for a one four five. Well, we still get away from. We get away from it. We just yeah. we. We don't want it to sound like other music. I think is one thing. We want it to sound like our, our own version, thing. Our we want to find something style. that is unique about yeah. it. And sometimes, if it's 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 never really let's go for the simple standard thing, unless that's the thing it's really begging for. But sometimes that'll only be in one section, and then the next section will be the section where we'll complicate things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of some of the newer material we're working on. And one of them, we ended up settling on just this kind of two feel country laid back. I'm talking about Six String Goddess. Oh, yeah. And then, but then we get to this bridge and we, okay, we got to leave that all behind. We're changing the rhythmic feel from a triplet feel to a straight eighth notes feel. So the whole oh. rhythmic thing shifts. Uh, the harmony gets, you know, a new chord every two beats for mm-hmm. 16 measures or whatever it is, uh, moving into different keys. And that's after a whole section that's all just in one key, you know? So it's eventually we yeah. want to explore. Uh, that we try to do with the song. But a lot of it is compromised asks. between us. So <clears throat> for in that song specifically, when we were working on it as a group, I had written a really simple chord structure and Jesse wanted to get away from that. And we tried, but it felt like it should just be that simple chord structure for at least the, the verses because it was the style we were going for and it felt so relaxed and easy to mm-hmm. listen to and... So we ended up trying a bunch of different things. And I think that's, an. we try different styles. We try different chords. We try so many different things before we settle on something. And so we definitely all try to keep an open mind. It's hard sometimes when you really don't think you'll like something or you feel very attached. But if you can keep an open mind, there's usually a happy medium in the middle of all of those, all of those styles that works. So I think... um, for that song, we ended up, you know, keeping it simple in one section and then going somewhere much more complex in the middle. And we were all happy with how it turned out. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's lucky that you guys can actually find a balance. Sometimes people are just too all over the place. But yeah. and it works because like the songs I've listened to, um, they always seem just like flow really well and they always just make sense. So you're doing something really well oh, uh, we're going to take a little break in just a second and hear the song there will be days which is the album title but before that let's talk about the album cover art um why did you guys decide to make it people can't see who are on the radio i know i'm aware of that, but just google it or it's like a pink room with a uh an armchair and a table and a be- uh, couch on the back why did you guys decide to do this artwork what were you going for i think um this seems so long ago now, it's hard to remember exactly why. But we had an idea. Uh, Jolene Kaminsky is an artist that we work with quite a bit. And her and I collaborated on the album art. And when we started sitting down and working out um, the concept, we talked about a couple of different things. But well, we ended up really just loving the aesthetic of um, the inside of a house. We wanted it to feel uh really homey the album just in general the yeah. like the recording and so we decided we wanted to go with a house feel and we worked on the design together and decided uh Jolene would draw all the pieces and then we would color them and put them together in Photoshop 
and uh, when you open the album, it looks like one room. And uh, that was kind of the like high point of our design idea was that, <laughs> oh, the whole thing will be one image when you yeah. open it. And um, and then we decided, you know, through the window, you can see this really cool moon. And then when you open the album, the moon is on the inside as if you're going outside into this other mm-hmm. place. And then when you take the moon out, it's outer space behind that with all this, like, with all of yeah. our notes and stuff. So um, I think as far as the the concept for the, the actual design... I feel like it's just a continuation of the style of the music. Yeah. It just, uh, it's just kind of fun and really and colorful. colorful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, did you guys make the, like the design this yourself or did you have someone design, make it for you? No, or? we did it. We did it ourselves. And then we had like the albums or? printed. Yeah, we did oh, in Photoshop wow. and then we, uh, had the albums printed and pressed here, uh, at Ironstone in Winnipeg. That's exciting. That's so cool. It must feel so cool just to hold your music and like, like this is ours. Yeah. We did this. Yeah, it is Buy great. It. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I love the music. Um, so the song, There Will Be Days, uh, what is it about? Or how, how was that song inspired? That's one we wrote together. Grace and I wrote together. I think I had a bit of the chord progression, though we ended up changing that completely. But uh, I had the, a bit of a chord progression. Sorry, chord progression that I was messing around with and that Grace said she wanted to do something with. She liked it. And then we just started bouncing lines off each other. I think she came up with the very first line and the there will be days. And then we just took it from there, almost a line at a time, working it out. Uh, And then took the music somewhere else once we got all together, the three of us, into the whole instrumental section. You hear Quentin had some ideas for that and just how the overall flow of the song would go, the outro of the song. Uh, that one was definitely a gradual process of adding piece by piece to it. And what the song's actually about is just uh, s- some days are bad and you just got to get through them to another good day. That's mm-hmm. sort of the simple idea behind the song. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, let's listen to that. Um, everyone who's listening, thanks so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Benyaj. I'm here with Grace and Jesse from Kasadi. Yes, I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to make sure. Um, when we come back, we'll talk more about... Uh, I don't know yet. We'll talk about that. Okay, so now you're listening to There Will Be Days from There Will Be Days by Cassati. Keep your head down till tomorrow. Some people say that nothing's gonna change. It's too late to be saved. You're lost at sea. Search and you will find that it's your state of mind. It's not what you know, but what you believe. There will be days when the sun shines through. So keep your head down.
skies And you won't feel the rainfall anymore Day turns to night Turn on your light It's your chance to lead the lost ones back to shore There will be days when the sun shines through So keep your head down till tomorrow There will be days when the sun shines through And welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's still actually being here. I'm still here with Grace and Jesse from Casati. Uh, we were just talking about um, music school. And is, what's it like to be back on campus? Is it, does it feel different? Oh, yeah. That for me, this was so long ago, it just doesn't feel it's like, a totally like all that place. anxiety is gone. Oh, I just really? feel like every time I would come here, uh, even right after I graduated, I, every time I would just step on campus, I'd feel this like, like I have a test coming up. Ugh, this less like panic. I should be like practicing. I should, no, just like I should be running, like because right. I was late for everything. So I always for feel sure. like as soon as I'm on this this campus, like oh wherever I'm going, I should just be like running as fast as I can just across the lawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, now when I come here, it just feels good. Good to just be here. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Jesse, the only time I come here now is to do radio yeah. interviews. So, <laughs> so no stress. Looks pretty good. It feels yeah. pretty good then. Like, yeah. it's like people want you there. 